Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co-hosts Madden Machete Jones and Tennille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in weekly as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and creating legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How you feeling this week? This was a good week. I can't complain at all. Oh, good. I probably could, but we'll save that for another time as then you. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so what are you loving this week? Uh, so, wow. I tried so many new things this week. A lot of things that I'm into. But I'll say that my one thing for the purpose of this discussion is I received a promised land um, in the mail by Barack Obama. Oh. And I'm just, I'm, I haven't even cracked it open, but I'm loving it. I just love seeing his face. Like when I opened the box and I saw his little cute face smiling, I was like, I miss you so much. So I'm going to go ahead and, and say prophetically that I am loving, already loving a promised land by former POTUS, Barack H. Obama. What yeah, about you? That is a, a handsome young gentleman. I'm going to still call him young because he still gives me young vibes. And girl, especially compared to all these old people we got <laughs> yeah. as options these days. So absolutely. Well, I also, um, oh, go ahead. Tr- I'm trying to catch up on, you know, Bama's like, when Bama's are in the forefront, then everybody want catch up. So I'm reading Stacey Abrams' book too, ca- oh. Catching Up, that she wrote two years ago. I'm going to do Promised Land first, and then I'm going to read hers because I think she's warming us up for her bid too. So I'm going to go ahead and get caught up. What about you? What's your favorite thing? So my favorite thing this week is protective styles. You all may or may not know, I have a head full of thick hair that I have been doing wash and goes and twist outs all summer, which is tiring. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I'd be around this house looking like, who would have thought? But I was able to get some braids um, in and they look good. And I haven't had to wake up and think about what I'm going to do with my hair in the morning. So it's going to be a protective hair season for me. And I am excited about it. It's like one less thing to think about. I feel like sets the day off. Yes. And I can just take the scarf on and keep moving. Let me tell you all one thing that I'm not loving. It's a follow up Hmm. from last week. Is that daggone Ivy Park drip 2.2 release? (laughs) You know what? I had all, I had like probably like eight or nine things in my cart. And the only things that went through were sports bras and bodysuits. Now, what in the world am I going to do with sports bras and bodysuits with no leggings? No leggings, not one single pair. And so then Beyonce wears her body suits with no leggings. Yeah, but my body and Beyonce's <laughs> body, two different things. <laughs> I even, you know, getting me bodied. I even tried like um, two days later, it was released in like ASOS and Nordstrom. Still not one pair of leggings to be found. So all those sports bras are going back. The bodysuit I might keep because I could probably work with it you know, some way, somehow, but child. And this is my, I have confusion about the sports bra. Were you going to be, why does it have to go with the leggings? Were you going to be wearing it to show externally? What was your plan for the sports bra? I was going to give y'all somebody in these workout streets. I was going to wear my little sports bra with my leggings. Hey, (laughs) we love to see it. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) I thought 
thought this booth bra was going to be under a shirt for, you know, oh, working out. Oh, but girl, no. The sports bra is too cute to just let it be hidden. I right. might wear like I'm... a jean jacket over it or something to give you like a little peek, but not too, too I much. I like that. I like that. Well, listen, I've told you all many times before, fashion is not my forte. I don't do no drops. I don't wait for nothing to drop. So this is totally not my realm. But I'm sorry that you were disappointed and weren't able to get any bottoms. That it's sucks. Okay. It's okay. All right, we have a great episode lined up, so we're going to jump right into today's topic. The week of Thanksgiving is here, which kicks off what has historically been one of the biggest spending weeks of the year in the United States. Between Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, Giving Tuesday, there is a lot of money to be spent and a lot of money to be made. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8, Black Friday, Building Your Black Business. Yes, I am super excited about this episode. So let's dig in. Maddie and I are just super excited that one of our good girlfriends is joining us this week for the show. Unique Jones Gibson is a creative powerhouse for good, and we are so super excited to have her. So welcome, Unique. Thank you. How are you? We're feeling pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, we have some big things popping, some fun stuff Unique has going on that we're going to talk about. So Unique, welcome to Love Mad and the podcast. We had so much fun with you back when we was doing the Citrus and Sugar podcast that we had to have you on this show as well. Plus, who better to have a conversation with about building Black business than Unique Jones-Gibson herself. So we're going to start um, by doing a quick intro for those of you who may not know Unique. So Unique, if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about you from the lens of both being a business owner several times over, as well as your work as an advocate for um, Black community and Black business. Sure. So uh, I am based right outside of Washington, D.C. in the DMV, and this is really where I've established my business roots, if you will. I have, um, and I kind of just stumbled across uh, the businesses that I'm running a net, running now by chance, even though I know that it was destiny, right? right. Um, so I have Because of Them We Can, which was launched as a Black History Month campaign that I quickly realized I couldn't end. And so Because of Them We Can has evolved into a media platform that solely exists to amplify Black excellence past, present, and future. I also have the Because of Them We Can box for kids, which distributes thousands of boxes to kids all over the country and in South Africa, Germany, um, and other countries, Mm. distributing boxes that teach young people Black history, about about trailblazers and Black history. Then there's uh, Dream Village, which uh, is located right outside of the DMV or in the DMV in Hyattsville, Maryland, which I created after realizing that one of the things that a lot of people trying to establish establish their businesses were missing was a village, the resources, mm-hmm. the network, the people necessary to really help them along their way. And so Dream Village is a co-dreaming space. It's not really a co-working space. You can mm-hmm. call it that technically, but it's a co-dreaming space like with like-minded individuals. And then uh, there is culture tags. Whoop, whoop. Yes. And so culture tags, <laughs> <laughs> culture tags actually uh, came as a result of being in Dream Village, um, which is the whole vision for Dream Village, mm. right? To help people to put their dreams into the universe with like-minded individuals. And so culture tags is a game 
that is based on our ability to decode culturally relevant acronyms. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is a product that I have that is uh, going into Target all over the country and is a really exciting uh, um, endeavor to be working on. And so that's, and separate from that, I do a lot of consulting. I have a lot of uh, brand um, and nonprofit clients that are trying to create culturally relevant campaigns, Mm. culturally relevant uh, businesses that are also sensitive and responsible from a cultural perspective. And so that's me. That's what I do in a Mm. nutshell, but it's all about everything that I do backs into my purpose, which is uh, along culture and community, amplifying those things and bridging those gaps. Absolutely. Hey, let, Saints, let's let's get a hand clap and praise for culture tags going into Target very soon. Okay, she just slid that in. That's major. Thank you kindly. Really excited. Yes, about that. and we'll get into this a little bit later. But just the timeline, like God can do anything. Come on now. Okay? Yes. All things. Yes. All things. And All things. let me just tell y'all about these. Um, the black hit because of them we can boxes. I bought. Um, a subscription box for my two nephews. Um, I think it was last year for the holidays. They absolutely loved it. They've been sharing it with their friends. And it was much needed because we don't get the level of history that is included in these boxes in a way that can really reach our kids in the school systems. And so it's really important for us to make sure that we're providing, you know, our kids with the information that they're going to need to be successful moving forward. And part of that is a deep understanding of our own history. Yeah. So I love that. Well, many of our listeners aspire to be or are small business owners. And so we wanted to start with this first question of if you had to share one single piece of advice with your former self, let's say 10 to 12 years ago, as you launched your photography business, I remember Maddie, Janisha, Erica, and I, um, having our Divas MPH photo shoot, shoot with you back in the day, what would that advice be? A single piece of advice? Uh, you, no, no, I'm, I talk a lot. So a single, one, a single piece of advice would be to establish a business plan, mm. to really understand the purpose of the business and the goal, right? So why am I doing this? Where do I want it to go? Everything was in my head but I didn't really write it out. And that's definitely something that I would tell myself 10 to 12 years ago, establish a business plan because there are so many holes and gaps and things that you will realize that you need and that you haven't considered that you need to consider if you just write down why you're doing what you're mm-hmm. doing beyond the why in your home, right? Mm-hmm. My, my, my son was my why. That my mm-hmm. me wanting to get more of my time was my why, so that I could spend it with family. Mm-hmm. But have sitting down and writing that out, and then being able to connect the dots to what's necessary in order to make that happen. So an accountant, a lawyer, mm-hmm. um, you know, just insurance. Those are things that I figured out along the way. But mm-hmm. it's best if you can to start with that in mind. And would That's you good. recommend? a business coach or, you know, I think even a place like the dream village, you know, I write the plan. I come together with a group of like-minded individuals that can kind of help me mold it and evolve it over time. Would you recommend something like that? I think uh, to each his own, right? I'm not, 
I, there are some people who do well with coaches, uh, business coaches. There are some people who can thrive without them. I think mm-hmm. that no matter what, you have to have a village of iron. And if that iron is in a coach, so be it. Okay. If that iron is in like-minded individuals who mm-hmm. challenge you to do better, mm-hmm. then so be it. But iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And so if you are whatever you aspire to do, you have to have some iron around you. Otherwise, you'll remain where you are. You will never reach your full potential if you don't have other people to help keep you sharp. And so if it's not a business coach, if it's not a dream village or co-dreaming space, it has to be some people around you who can help you to see what you can't see mm-hmm. and people um, that can not only help you to see what you can't see, but people that you can trust yes. to guide you, yeah. right? Because there are people who can see what you can't see and they'll exploit you yes. if, they, right. if, if they're right. not in the right, in the right yes. uh, space. And so yeah. there have to be people that you trust who can see what you can't see to help guide and direct you and challenge you and, 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 and correct you and help you to get to where it is you're supposed to be. People who will keep you accountable to your dreams. That's good. That's a that's a nugget right there. Y'all, if you guys don't follow Unique on Twitter um, and you have goals of any kind, they don't even have to be business pursuits. You're doing yourself a disservice. Be sure to follow her at Unique. Um, she is a thought leader. She's an encourager. She's funny. So definitely worth the follow. Um, it's interesting, Unique, as you talk a little bit about your journey, I can't help but think about how most successful business people have traveled along this same sort of winding path. Like you said, you didn't know exactly where you would end up before they found, you know, their thing, before you found your thing. Um, But there's always a common thread in our ventures. And your thread, like you said, has consistently been community and culture. So can you talk to us a bit more about the journey itself, the fear, the risk? You've um, used the phrase falling forward before, Mm -hmm. the missteps, the manifesting. You know, what are some of your top takeaways from the journey itself that you think could encourage another entrepreneur who might not be as far down the road? Yeah. So for me, uh, the uh, culture and community really started as a byproduct of the pride that was instilled in me in my home as a child Mm -hmm. and really just taking pride in who I am and and, and the the Black community, my history, um, the, the, the richness of who we are. And for me, it really, I think any entrepreneur that exists, we exist because we've identified a problem mm-hmm. and we've come up with a solution. My problem was the negative depictions, right? These stereotypes that I really wanted to refute that were inconsistent with what I had been taught about myself mm-hmm. and, about, and about the people who looked like me growing up. And so I think that... Um, you know, for, for anyone, it's like really being clear about the problem, um, really being clear about the unique solutions that you bring to the table, your gifts, your callings for so often, or for so long, I ran away from my gift. I ran away from my calling, right? Like I didn't really embrace it because I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it in the way that it was beginning to, um, roll out. I had, I had boxed it in. And so it really takes, um, you to, to understand that. I think um, for me, my journey was uh, launching um, the I Am Trayvon Martin, the I Am Trayvon Martin campaign. And then mm-hmm. from there, because of them, we can, and just always pushing. It's, it's, I think it's one thing to do something amazing and to get comfortable with it and to stay there, but mm. can you continue it? 
Can you right. evolve it? Can you right. grow it without um, heeding to the pressure of people who are always saying what's next? Mm. Can you really focus on what's now and see how you can expand that into other areas that are meaningful to you? And that's what I've been able to do with Because and We Can. Everything is really an extension of that foundation. Every single thing that I am doing is an extension of the foundation of Because and We Can, the work yeah. with I Am Trayvon Martin, which was about, hey, like we are... Um, we're valuable. You know what I mean? Like, um, this is wrong. And then outside of that, the depictions, the hoodie shots, the, Mm. the demon, the demonizing of his character, um, and criminalizing black people in their own murders, um, at the hands of someone else, whether it's Mm. a white person or whether it is a police officer Mm -hmm. bothered me, it vexed me. And, um, you know, it triggered in me some emotions and some thoughts that I had as a young person. I, uh, I recently shared this on my Insta stories, but Between the World and Me recently came out the uh, um, the TV uh, uh, cover um, mm-hmm. by Tiny Heasy Coates. And I thought about how on the first page of that book, um, it talks about uh, Gary Hopkins and um, knowing that he was shot by the police and the police said that he reached for the gun. Mm-hmm. Well, Gary was my play cousin. He was my first play cousin. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we grew up together. That was my sister's best friend. Um, That was the person who, when I got hit by a car at 11 was like pushing me through children's hospital, getting in trouble, trying to keep a smile on my face because I was trying to figure out why I was in that space. That's the person who taught me how to use my voice poetically and write poetry. That's the person who taught me how to perform poetry, um, how to uh, embrace um, history uh, and, and, and my thoughts and words for other people to consume them. And so for me, you know, everything that you go through, everything that you experience, is those are those are nuggets, right? That are mm-hmm. really trying to create the infrastructure for who you will be and what you will do in life. Mm-hmm. And I had to really pay attention to that. So everything is a is 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 a piece of that. The you know what happened to Gary, very tragic. But it's like, how do you honor that life? How do you honor mm-hmm. that work? You know, you have I Am Trayvon Martin, you have Because of Them We Can, you have The yeah. Box, you have Dream Village, you have Culture Tags, you have my overarching company, which is Culture Brands. Like mm-hmm. it's, but it all backdates to, you know, me being a kid, like little. Wow. And I think that oftentimes we're so anxious to grow up and to be grown and to, mm-hmm. and to move on that we don't yeah. even realize that the foundation for who we are and the work that we're supposed to be doing was laid in our childhood. Wow. And because some of it's us have true. childhoods that aren't, um, you know, weren't the best, mm-hmm. you know, some of us have childhoods that we want to forget. Um, yeah. And some of us have childhoods that were amazing, but either way, like who we are backdates to the, that, that mm. to that. Yep. And and if you try to ignore that stage in your life and if Mm. you can't sit down and be quiet and explore the different things that shaped you, you will miss who you really are and what you are really supposed to be doing. Mm. And I think that that's been my journey, really trying to not listen to what people tell me I should be doing and tell me who I am, but really trying to figure out. Um, you know, who I am based on my experiences, based on my gut, your gut is your guide. And just seeing that like, yo, it's like a kid sitting down and doing a connect the dot puzzle. Like, can you sit down, look at your life Mm -hmm. and really just take the time to go from one to two, from two to three, from three to four and make the picture that will show you like who you are. And once you do that, 
you can like, you can process it and you can figure out um, the direction that you're supposed to go in. And so for me, Mm. I would encourage anyone who is going into entrepreneurship um, to do that, to do that work. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think that entrepreneurship is very difficult. It's very hard. And it has, I say it all the time. It's bigger than you. You know, what mm, I do yeah. is bigger than me. Um, what, I, what you, what you all are doing, it's bigger than you. But if you don't sit down and figure that out and figure out what I've talked about a second ago, when you hit um, a, a tough spot, when you get knocked out and laid, stretched out by challenges and by just difficulties, you will give up. Mm. If you do not yeah. understand why you're there in the first place. And so um, that's really been my journey, like figuring it out. I've been knocked down so many times. I have had so many um, amazing experiences. Uh, I've talked about it previously. I think I talked about it with you before, um, with both of you before about how I had like, um, you know, someone who was like, Mm -hmm. I thought like a brother, you know what I mean? Like somebody I thought I could trust Mm -hmm. that I met as, you know, when I first launched a campaign who turned out to like be a wolf in sheep's Mm -hmm. clothing. Um, And, you know, how that like really messed me up. And the, the, my re, my rework from 2017 until now has just been, um, you know, tremendous. But at first there was like some bitterness about that, but I can, I can look back on all that I went through and I can really be so happy and mm. so thankful for every experience, for every up, for every down, because I I can see now how all things are mm. working together. Come on, the all things. She, all, she all things. Wrap that thing up for us. Come all on, things. you, 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 you. So it's you know I tweeted it the other day. Like it's one thing when you're in church and you're young, or you know you're going through something, mm-hmm. and you can't see it, and people are telling you, you know, all things work together for the good for them who right. love mm-hmm. the Lord and are called yep. according to His. Like that sounds nice. That sounds you know that's a, that sounds good. But when you're going through, it's tough to really. Yeah believe it it and to see it but when you get on the other side of everything and you can just look back and reverse and see it for yourself there's no bitterness there's no anger it's all a part of the plan and if you believe that then you can go through whatever you're going through right now knowing that eventually your look back moment is gonna be here Mm. wow Mm -hmm. It's reminding me of an old Baptist hymn. When I look back over my life and think things over, I can truly <laughs> say that I have been blessed. Y'all, mm-hmm. that nugget, well, it was a ton of nuggets in there. But Girl. everything that Unique just said, if you are currently a business owner, aspire to be a business owner, or not even, you don't even have it in your thought to be a business owner, Taking the time to look back at your childhood and connect those dots to the person that you are today in the larger picture for your life is must needed work. So I I really love that, Unique. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about the thing that the internet, the world has been buzzing about, culture tags, again, (laughs) available at a Target near you. So the listeners of this podcast <laughs> know that I am notorious for not knowing any of like the hip lingo, the 
<laughs> the slang for the culture. I'm like, uh, okay, but I'm really not that good. So um, <laughs> they'll everybody always jokes with me. But anyway, I even love this game because it is just super fun. It challenges me. It makes me think like, oh my goodness, how could I not know what you know that tag means? Mm-hmm. It's super, super fun. So I went back to, or I went to the live event. I think that was back in February or yes, so. Yes, Lord. That was, the, our, that was our last good. Yeah, that was the last good <laughs> event. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so fun. So um, we tell us a little bit more about culture tags, what it means for the culture, the, you know, the timeline of how it all developed and evolved over the last year or so. Um, Talk to us about it because we're so excited. Yeah. So culture tags uh, is basically a game that is based on your ability to decode culturally relevant acronyms. And so it's for anyone who uh, loves the culture, loves hashtags, acronyms, et cetera. And uh, what is this, November? I -hmm. guess about maybe like around October or so of last year, I was online and I saw a um, a status that uh, Dr. Yaba Blay put up that just had this long acronym. And she said something like, if you know it, don't say what it is, just, you know, comment. (laughs) And everyone was like, oh my gosh, why do I know what this means? Including me. I was like, yo, this is hilarious. (laughs) And I screenshotted it and I was like, this is, this is hilarious. But I was like, this is also a game. Um, And uh, I kind of just tucked it away. I didn't really, really do much. Um, And I remember like maybe the next month, I think it was like November or so I was in Dream Village and I walked in the door and there was this um, long acronym again on the board. Wow. Mm -hmm. And um, I like stood there like, oh my gosh. And uh, Aja, who's our uh, community slash energy manager, she was like, do you know what it is? And I was just like staring at it. And, and, I, and I said, I have a game I want to make like this. And I ended up figuring out the, uh, the, 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 the culture tag. It was like a, a rap song that I'm not going to sing because it was like <laughs> full of like curse words and stuff. Explicit. It's super explicit, but I actually have it on video. I have it on video, me figuring it out. They were recording me, not knowing like what I had in my head. And, and so I like figured it out and I I was like, yo, I have an idea for a game like this. And I was like, and we're going to play it tonight. Like, (laughs) because, (laughs) because we were, we were having like a member, a member mashup and I was Mm -hmm. like, we're going to play it tonight. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the icebreaker or like the fun part of Mm -hmm. our member mashup. And and Maddie, you were there, we were like writing acronyms on the board and we would like give a hint. Cracking up. Cracking up. And I was just sitting there and my wheels were turning. And um, so, you know, I was like, I'm going to make this a game. And I just kept it moving, right? I didn't, this was like in November. I still really didn't do much with it after that. And then around like my birthday, like right after my birthday, I was was in Chicago. Uh, My good friend Lovey was like, come through the crib. So I went to her house and she got to talking about the fact that um, there's so we should have so many more black game shows. Mm. And I was like, yo, I got a black game show idea. And she was <laughs> like, what is it? And so I like wrote an acronym on the page and I slid it to her. And, mm. um, and I was like, I gave her a hint and then she figured it out. And then she wrote one 
down mm. and slid it back over to me. And then she gave me a hint and I figured it out. And we did that for like the, like two hours. Just, <laughs> just kept going back and forth because we were then laughing and joking and yeah, you know, right, cutting right. up and telling stories about the acronyms. And she was like, yo, you got to make this a game. And I was like, I am. And she knows me. So she was like, no, mm-hmm. unique. No, unique. I'm serious. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> Maddie knows me one. too. I, I have like a thousand <laughs> ideas. And I was like, no, I'm gonna make it a game. She was like, unique. She was like, yo, stop playing. You need to work on this now. She was like, let's buy the domain now. What are you gonna call it? And I was like, I don't know. And so she was like, how about um, how about you just buy gamesfortheculture.com? And I was like, I don't like that, right? And we were going back and mm-hmm, forth, and mm-hmm. I ended up buying that domain, but that's like the homie. That's that's like a piece of iron for me. Like that's mm-hmm. my good friend. And so I listened to her. And when I got back on the plane, I broke out my iPad and um, I started I started a, a document and I started to write out the different culture tags. And um, over the next like week or so, or even like the next 24 hours, Lovey and I were texting each other all these different like tags and cracking up like, mm-hmm. and she was like, please do this. And so, um, yeah, I took it really serious. I, and then I ended up like, just thinking like, what's a name? Like, these are like hashtags, but like, what's the name? I was like, mm. well, as for the culture, I was like, oh, these are culture tags. Aha. Be- uh-huh. Right. <laughs> because I also wanted it to be something that's like Google or Kleenex, right? Like yeah. anytime you see it, yeah. it's just like, that's a culture tag, whether you know yep. about the game or not. And I think that's happening. Um, yes. and so, yeah, I just like, I, I got really serious about it. So like for maybe, um, two weeks in December, I just like was knocking out all the different culture tags. Once I had the name, bought the domain name, it was like up for like $6,000. I negotiated it down to like 1500, bought it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a big, we, prior to COVID, we had a big party every New Mm -hmm. Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. And for our New Year's Eve party, I was like, okay, I am going to test this game out at Mm -hmm. the party. And if it's a hit, then I know it's a hit. And so I got my guy who like runs his own print company to print out all the different uh, culture tags. I had like, I spent from like Christmas to like New Year's Eve, just like in a manic mode. Like, I don't know what my kids ate during that time. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if they brushed their teeth. Like, I don't know what they did, but shout out to my husband, Chris. Um, Mm -hmm. I was in a manic mode. And so I was able to get it printed. And I ain't even telling y'all about the drama that was happening. Like Sage was running a fever of like 103. Like there was oh, so, yeah, there was oh, yeah. so much going on during that time. Um, but yeah, I ended up uh, printing them out and everyone came to my house for New Year's Eve. And it's my house. So we're going to play my game. Right. Um, <laughs> my rules. It's my house, my rules, my game. If you don't like it, you can leave. Um, <laughs> and um, it was a hit. Like it was a hit in a sense that like, I got to see what I needed to tweak. I got to see how much time was needed for people to like try to figure it out. Mm. And then I remember at one point in the night, because there's like alcohol, there's music, there's karaoke, yeah. there's games. Mm-hmm. So there's one point where I'm like, I've had one too many drinks. I'm not playing anymore, right? Like I'm doing, I'm karaoke, right? Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> you know, I'm like doing, I'm singing Donna Summers or something. <laughs> and I look to the left and there's a table of people playing culture tags mm. with, the, with the cards that I had printed. And I'm like, Oh, okay, this is a hit. And then my soul, my uh, our soror was like, "Yo, can I can I take these? I want to play with my girlfriends that are coming over my house tomorrow. Ooh. Like, can I play it?" And and I let her borrow the cards. And so I just knew I was like, "Okay, let me get real." And then it was just like, "How am I going to roll this out?" Right? Like, 
let me um, figure out like how I'm going to, who's going to manufacture this for me. But I've been manufacturing products for about 10 years now. So I was like, mm-hmm. who's going to manufacture it? What's the timeline? Am I going to spend my money to get this done? Or And I was like, yo, this is, this is like for the culture. So we need to do this as a community. Mm-hmm. community. And so mm-hmm. even though the, the, the money was like, I was trying to raise like 15,000, I could have done it on my own, but I wanted right. everyone I, I just knew I tweeted on Christmas Day after before the New Year's Eve event. I had played it um, at my cousin's Christmas party on my phone. I was like writing them on my notes and turning my phone. Like just, it was the, the ghetto. I was like, you know, the ghetto, the ghetto version. Um, but, you know, I was like, yo, everyone was so excited. And I was like, this is for us. Everyone can play it, but it's rooted in our culture. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, we need to do this as a community. So I launched the, the Kickstarter campaign on, I think I launched it like right, like for Black History Month. Yep. And within like, y'all, like eight hours, less than eight hours, it was fully funded. Yep. We ended up raising like $35,000 and everyone, you know, to this day feels so connected and and, and invested I I basically got online and was like all right y'all I was like all right so boom you know that's my idea (laughs) that's a tag (laughs) it is a culture tag in the game I was like all right so boom and everyone was like here's some money here's 25 dollars some people were like here's a thousand dollars and I got it funded and that was in February end of February we had the culture tags live event which was epic like I don't like I've been to a lot of events but I was like this is a thing like this you gotta call your your friends for that one you everybody out to that drink listen that right there I was like it's gonna be amazing and then March COVID right so you know the goal was to go on like tour and do these around college campuses and just like build Mm -hmm. it out but um you know we shifted and what ended up happening was um i think by like april i think i was on the phone with target supplier diversity team mm-hmm. in april and then i was on the phone with uh you know potential distributors and i signed with the distributor and then wow. i got the deal with um target and the question wasn't even um at the end of my presentation and I wrote, I, I created the deck of my life again, because all things work together for the yes. good. I learned, yes. how to do that. I learned how to like burn, burn the midnight oil. I learned how to just, you know, just go hard because I mm-hmm. didn't want to go home. And so I created the deck of my life mm-hmm. and I pitched that thing. And at the end of the presentation, I remember like all my friends who like are in target, they were like, okay, they'll probably, you know, schedule you for 2021 based on how the calendar works. You'll probably go, you know, February black history month for 2021. At the end of the meeting with the uh, target, um, you know, folks, buyers, et cetera. The question was, how soon can we get it? Wow. That was the only, that was the only question. It wasn't, okay, so what's your plan? How are you going to market this? Like the deck was complete. It was Mm -hmm. how soon can we get it? And because again, all things work together and I just learned and I had good people in my ear. Shout out to Arsha from Capital City Mumble Sauce. One of my good friends, one of my, you know, your friends can be your mentors too. One of my Mm -hmm. mentors. Um, And she had like guided me through this process. So I had already had, you know, units under production, like thousands of units under production. And so I was like, well, I already, you know, I already got the games. And so they were like, bet, let's go holiday 2020. And so, um, <laughs> you know, so it was 2020 as in this year, as in, as in enough, as, as in like now, as in you want this 20. No, so not, not black history month. You were well, like, it's going to already it be there. And so less than a year had it funded in on Kickstarter had, you know, done thousands of units on our own 
signed a deal with a distributor. Distributor was like, yo, I'm bullish. This is going to go hard. Um, Let's get it done. And then Target's like, yo, you going nationwide in stores. Yep. And so yep. and even before that, they were like, um, you know, well, we'll, we can at least get you on the website. We can get you on the website now. And so it was a matter of getting the units to them. And then I didn't even, I, I lied. I lied. The question wasn't just how soon can we get it? The question was, how soon can we get it? And can we have an exclusive deal? Exclusive. Wow. <laughs> Those were the two questions. My bad. And so, yeah, so we're, we're going to less than a year. It's not even a full year on November 29th. Um, culture tags will be available nationwide in Target stores. And I can tell y'all, we once the exclusivity on, is man. up with Target, we are already know that we're heading to Kohl's. We already know that wow. we're heading to um, Urban Outfitters. We already yes. know there's another really, 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 really big retail store. That, happening. Okay, that's happening <laughs> that we're on a short list for that we'll know in March. And if that happens, we're going to be in their stores in the fall of 2020, I mean, 2021. And so less than a year, yo, like, yes, it has been amazing. And I've we, seen him do it. We, I've, I listen, I, God, I right. said I for others. I've seen what you I've seen what you do it for me, God. Oh, listen and hear my cry. Lord, yes. work it out for the good. Yeah, so it's uh, it's amazing. We're excited. It's gonna um it's gonna be everywhere and we we have a deck and um we're we're here ready to start uh talking about a game show. So I'm Ooh, super wow. excited. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So listen, y'all, I ordered about a dozen um culture tags when they came online and I'm about, I'm going to give away a handful on Instagram this week. So y'all stay tuned. It's one more stocking stuffer that y'all can throw in your stockings, but the 12 month timeline of culture tags is nothing short of extraordinary. And I'm sure you never imagined that you'd be like a game maker, like a freaking Geronicus jingle, uh, Geppetto, <laughs> right? Like in the lab tinkering and stuff. But um, I actually have heard you say, and, and by the end of this podcast, I think everybody else will agree that you thought, and maybe you said this somewhat in jest, that you thought maybe one day you might be a, a, a youth pastor somewhere or a minister somewhere. <laughs> and it makes sense when you think about culture and community. So mm -hmm. you've done some of this, but share with us about your faith on your journey, especially over this last year, because while the idea is genius, the timing is right, you put in the hard work, this is no doubt a God thing. Oh, it's absolutely a God thing. Yeah, I used to think that I was going to be a youth pastor. Like, I grew up in church. My grandfather was a bishop. He had a very thriving church in D.C. Uh, on uh, Illinois Avenue, Newmont, comma. Um, and so uh, my family, you know, I, I think I tweeted recently, like, the first school I ever went to was my grandparents' school, Sunshine Christian Academy. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I, I was, like, rooted in church, like that was my foundation, but I was rooted in church. Um, I found my footing in God mm. in my relationship as an adult. Um, yeah. And so there's a difference, right? Yeah. Like I don't spend half or a quarter of the time that I spent in church as a young person, but my entire um, life is a faith walk. My mm -hmm. entire, um, everything that I'm doing 
um, everything that you see is a manifestation of God's word, is a manifestation of God's goodness, God's grace, yes. um, God's calling on my life. And my purpose, my goal, if you will, you all ask me for a mission statement. And I say, you know, I'm a creative powerhouse for good because that's how I've been described. And I agree with that description. However, mm-hmm. my mission is to make God smile. Mm. Like that is what my mission is because I just imagine, I know what it feels like to look at my children and to see them do something that amazes me, that makes me proud, that makes me step back. And I know what it feels like to be quiet and to smile as I watch them evolve into the person I I, I know they can become, right? So for me, that's the goal. The goal is I want God to step back, to look at me, to see what I'm doing. And I want God to smile. Nick, that's so good. And, and, and so like, that's my, that, that's, that's my, that's my faith. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. That's my mission. And everything that I do, that is, that is at the forefront, the, the foundation, that is everything that I'm thinking about my interactions with people, the work that I do, like, like, will God be pleased? Like, mm. you know, will, will I make God smile? Because again, once you have kids or you have a God child or a niece or a nephew mm-hmm. or a cousin or a, a, a young person that you take an interest in, mm-hmm. you can kind of see what that fatherly, that, that the parental, yeah. you know, yeah. that love looks like and what, and what, you know, the, 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 the joy you feel. And so that's the goal. That's the mission. Mm. It is to make God smile because if God smiles, God is pleased. And so everything that I do backs into that. And even though I had thought about this very constrained and boxed in version of who I would be and how my message would reach the world, I still understand that everybody is a preacher. Everybody Mm, is delivering a message. Mm -hmm. Everybody, whether you are doing it intentionally or not, you are to someone. Someone is watching, someone is listening. And, and, and my goal is to make sure that I am intentional so that what goes out is positive, it's edifying, it's mm-hmm. uplifting. And at the end of the day, it's something that I can feel proud of knowing that it's back into my mission to make God smile. And then one other quick thing, there's a, um, uh, uh, I talk about this all the time. This was very eye-opening for me. There was another person who was very intentional in this way. He thought that he would be a preacher, went to school, went to seminary school, mm-hmm. did everything that he could and thought that he would be in four walls um, teaching uh, uh, people about God and his goodness and you know our purpose mm-hmm. for being here. This person was also um, a very creative individual like myself mm-hmm. and you know loved to engage people, to make people laugh and to inspire them. And he ended up realizing that his 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 um, pulpit was not in four walls mm-hmm. or, or or in a in, in a building. His pulpit for him would be on national television, and that person is Mister uh, Rogers. Mm-hmm. And so, for me to understand and to learn that story was so freeing because if you grow up in church, a lot of the work that you have to do as an adult is unlearning. Mm-hmm. You have to right. unlearn. All of that, um, depending on the church, right? You have to learn um, how people have imposed their own beliefs and Mm -hmm. their own self and God limiting beliefs on Mm. you. And you have to unlearn that. And so I have, you know, my journey has been unlearning that and and really developing a relationship where I can just see that even when I don't feel connected because I'm not doing what I was told as a young person I had to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like every single day, there's still a connection. I am still 
um, you know, walking in God's grace. God is still speaking to me and through me and everything that I'm doing is a is a, a manifestation and a representation of that. And, and when I fall short, I'm still covered by yes. those prayers by my grandmother. You know yes. what I mean? And yes. my and my great grandmother and the ancestors that prayed for mm-hmm. for 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 us. Like I believe that. And um I think that one other thing last year I talk about all the time last year uh, was a very rough year for me. And it wasn't really, like if you look from the outside looking in, it looked great. Like business looks good and that's fine. But it was still like there's something else, you know, it was still too much struggle. I was still like, yo, I'm working too hard for this money. Like, this is crazy. You know, I was like, I got to do something different. And I, all these ideas started uh, percolating and Arsha was in my ear. Like, yo, you need a recession proof idea. Like she's the reason mm-hmm. that Tag is here. There's another uh, business idea that, that Maddie knows about that's going to mm-hmm. come as a result of this, that's recession proof and that's going to hit. But I also watched uh, pastor Mike Todd's, uh, a message um, Transformation Church, yeah. from Transformation Church about crazy faith. Yep. And uh, I watched that series. And then I went back um, to a couple of messages that I've heard in the past. Um, and I think Pastor Mike might have preached one about Nehemiah. And, um, you know, Nehemiah was like, I'm doing a great work. You know what I mean? Like he had to be like super... Mm-hmm super focused because he understood the work that God gave him. He Mm -hmm. was doing a good work. He was building a good thing. And there were, you know, people that wanted to take him off the wall and distract him. But he was like, I'm doing a good work and I can't come down. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and I, and I went back to that last year and I'll never forget. I was around the time I was listening to Pastor Mike. I was listening, you know, revisiting messages about Nehemiah. And I remember being in the gym and um, there was a, a message that was being preached and it was about, um, Nehemiah. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is like, you know, I'm, I'm okay, God. Okay, God, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, God. Right. That's how it is. I, I hear you. But as I was listening to that message, y'all, this brother walked in. I hadn't seen this dude in over seven years. We had mm. grew up together. And after I left my grandparents' church, my you know parents stopped going there and I got old enough uh, teenagers going to my own church. Mm-hmm. You know, I had friends and I hadn't seen this guy in seven years. And so I'm on, the, I'm on this equipment and he walked up to me and he's like, unique. And I looked like, it felt like I saw a ghost because that brother's name is Nehemiah. Oh, wow. And and I'm sitting there and I'm like. You didn't know how to tell a story, boy. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's looking and I'm like, how have you been? And Nehemiah says, I've been good. He said, you know, um, my house burnt down. And I said, mm-hmm. word. He said, yeah, my house burnt down, but you know, we had insurance. And so because mm-hmm. we had insurance, we were able to go back and to build, to rebuild the house like we wanted it. And he's mm-hmm. and, and, and and I and I was like, yo, mm-hmm. I wanted to run around the gym. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to knock everybody upside wow. the head. And I wanted to scream. I wanted to, I was looking at everybody else like, oh, y'all don't feel a shout coming on? <laughs> oh, he ain't been good to you. Like, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. God is consistently mm-hmm. when I feel mm-hmm. like. It, it, he ain't there or I'm not where I'm supposed to be. He is constantly sending me reminders and letting me know that he has his hand on me. Yes. And mm-hmm. because I know that I walk, I have learned. I didn't always know it. These last three years have been so good for me. I have learned mm. to walk 
in the confidence of knowing that mm. God made on, me yeah. who I am and everything that I'm, in, that I'm doing is a byproduct of what he has put in front of me and the fact that mm. I believe that it is worth putting it into the world. Wow. 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 Unique. That, uh, mm, right. This you is can't good. even get the words you, out. You, I can't even get my thoughts together. You gave us about three sermonettes mm-hmm. and some more stuff. And, then, and I'm going to put this on record right now. This is probably the best podcast episode we have ever had. Yes. So, wow. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a sister. I have so much gratitude for you and what you poured into me and into Tennille and all our many endeavors over the last God knows how many years you 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 never don't show up yes, for yes, your friends. Yes. You, you, you're, I mean, countless times unique. So thank you for who you are, and I'm confident that you are making God smile. So y'all, it is time to move into the next segment of our show. It is T Triple D. All right. So in today's installment of Tanil's Date Diary. Unique. This is the time in the show where we just dive into my dating life. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's hard out here. But today, we're going to ask you a few questions about your previous Mm -hmm. dating experiences. So I'm going to ask you to tell us about your best and worst dating experiences. The best could be current. Um, yeah, well, true, Chris. True, true, the best true. thing. Yeah. The, yeah. Best, the best could be current. It could could have been last night. We don't know. Yes. Oh. Tell us about your best and worst dating experience and keep all of the names anonymous unless it's your husband, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is a um this is a great segue, a great um a great question. So my best date. Um, no, no, let me go to my, my worst date experience first. Oh, hell um, date. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it didn't even, it didn't even turn into like a date because I ended that thing. I remember, um, I was, I was in high school. I was a senior high school and I was going out with this guy who's a little older than me. See, slow down. Right. Being fast. Like, oh, he, he 20, you know, I'm 16, 17, you know, <laughs> stupid. Um, <laughs> But I remember going out with this dude and, um, you know, he was like a little hood dude, but he was really handsome, but he was a little hood. And I remember going to the gas combination. Hood and handsome, y'all. Bad combination. Y'all, it's a, it's a trap. Good and handsome. Um, good hood and handsome. And uh, I remember him driving to the gas station and he... Um, I remember him as he was like getting out to pump the gas, he was like ducking and like, like looking at cars driving by. And he was like, (laughs) y'all. And I was paying attention. I was just looking at him and it looked like he was hiding. Like he was trying to like hide. And, you know, I have always valued my life. And I have always been anti-violence and anti-real hood. You know, I right. the hood is okay. This hood adjacent. But, you know. <laughs> right. I've been hood adjacent. So uh, when he got back in the car, I was like, what's going on? He was like, oh, you know, it's just, he told me about this guy, his neighborhood that had got shot recently. And he was like, so you just never know. And I was like, mm. I was like, 
Nah, yo, I was home. like, I was like, yo, <laughs> no for me. I was like, my tooth is hurting me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, for real? I was like, yeah, I think it's my wisdom teeth. I don't know. Oh, but I think I, I, I think I gotta go. I think I need to go home. <laughs> I think no, no, we can we can hang out again. But I think uh, I think it's gonna be best <laughs> that I go home. Like my mouth hurts. And y'all, I remember after that, like, like that's how I learned how to like ghost people. I that was the first person I ever ghosted. <laughs> that's how I learned. How I Before learned. ghosting was a thing. Before ghosting was a thing. <laughs> I ghosted that joker. He was calling Ooh. and texting. I was like, nah, bruh, I wanna live. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the worst date um that never happened. Um, and then my best date was my first date with uh Chris. Um, and it's, it it is, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Um, this was, uh, the first time we had, you know, met each other. Chris and I had reconnected, met at the mall. Um, didn't really talk to him because I was like, he's the manager of a toy store. Not feeling it. And isn't it? Is it? Look hey, at it's coming look in. Coming in. Now look at who's guiding this culture tag thing. <laughs> the man who has all the experience with the toys. You better um, connect them, guys. That's what I'm telling y'all. This is the real Jeronicus Jangle. Okay, Chris, you want to talk about a creative genius? You man. really ought to. Like he is really the creative genius. But I remember um, we reconnected on MySpace, and so we had been talking via text and over the phone. And, He's like, you know, I'm gonna take you out. And it was it was the best date for a couple reasons. One, when he came to my house, um, he uh my dad had never ever asked a guy. All the guys always had to pick me up at my house, right? And my dad had never asked a guy what they did for a living. Like that was never a question. But for some reason, <laughs> he wanna ask him. <laughs> he just decided to ask Chris. And so that's oh that's how the date kicked off. My dad was like, Yeah, so what do you do? And he was like, oh, well, you know, I, uh, I'm the manager at, um, at, K- at, at KB Toys. And my dad was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And, and, and uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm at Bowie State at this time. So my dad's like, oh, okay. So, you know, we keep it moving. And um, he takes me to this uh, restaurant. And y'all, my little, my little daughter is awake. So she's uh, going to come in here. So if y'all hear her. Because she's hiding. She's like, she's like. She's like underneath the door trying to peek through. Mommy's on the call, so you have to keep it down, okay? <laughs> okay, can you be quiet? Mommy's on call. I'm telling the story, yes? Aww. Yes? Okay, I didn't wake you up when you were still asleep. Okay, I'm sorry. You want to sit in here with me? Okay, sit down. Come sit down. Okay, so we go to um, this like hole-in-the-wall restaurant in Greenbelt, mm-hmm. y'all. It's still there. And it's a, um, it's a Japanese restaurant. Um mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's mm-hmm. across from it's across from NASA. That's the one. So he, <laughs> so he takes me there, and um, one I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's gorgeous!" You know, he he don't look like the guy from the toy store. He he look, he clean he cleaned up he cleaned up nice up nicely, nicely in that, right? In that blue polo shirt. Um, and it was just so amazing because it was a new experience. It was different. Yeah. It was thoughtful. Mm. We went to a Japanese restaurant, had never had sushi. And right. Chris was like, you know, he's in the anime and everything. So that's his yeah. world. And they bring out the chopsticks and he's all using them. And he's looking at me like, um, uh, would you, 
What do you need? Do you need some? Do you need some help? You, need and help? I, right. you know, I'm, I'm looking like I'm about to start drumming on a, you know, a bass drum, <laughs> trying to figure it out. And so the lady comes out and she puts this, like, you know, the little rubber band contraption so that you can use them the right way. The training wheels. The training mm-hmm. wheels. So she had to put on my chopstick training wheels, and um, it was just the conversation and I'll tell you looking at Chris that night scared me because I was like I was like this is my husband wow like I like like I I was just so enthralled like I was like this is and and it scared me I was and it scared me to the point where my conversation started to talk about how I didn't like commitment y'all I started to I started to sabotage it I started to sabotage that thing and wow. because I I, it, it just threw me off. I was like, this is crazy. Like this guy's saying all the right things. Like he is, he is who I thought he, he has been since mm. getting to know him, um, you know, over the phone and via text. And um, it's funny because if you ask him, he'll tell you that before we um, met, Chris always tells me, he told me this, like after we started dating and he got comfortable that he had a dream about me before he met me, that he saw me in a dream. Oh, wow. And I remember y'all, we don't have enough time, but I remember one time when I broke up with Chris and um, when we were living in New York and I remember his, he was like, I know what God told me about you. And I was like, God ain't tell you nothing about me. <laughs> don't bring God into this. Don't, don't, don't be bringing God into this. He didn't tell you nothing about me, but that night I knew, um, you know, I, I knew in my, in my knower, in my gut and it mm. scared me. And if you ask him, he'll say he knew that night as well. Wow. So that was my, that was my best day. Your best thing. We got to pass the Porsche cash app. You need, we got to pass the collection <laughs> plate. You didn't give us more, more words today <laughs> than a little bit. <laughs> if you thank you, thank you so much for sharing your hell date, hood and handsome. Good and yes. Please stay away. And to your best date, knowing and meeting your amazing husband. We love to see it. Ladies, you know that we um, just are so excited to engage with you as I walk through this singles journey with many of you. And we got a good story in our DMs that I'm going to share with you next week. So I'm excited about that. And Coming up in a couple weeks is our All I Want for Christmas is You dating challenge. So stay tuned. We look forward to bringing that to you in right before the holidays. So it's now time for A Word with Madden. Yeah, y'all. So we're back in the book of Proverbs this week, Saints. Proverbs 18.21 says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Prophetess Jones Gibson has very eloquently touched on this for us today. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave with this thought. Speak life. Speak life over yourself, your family, your business. Visualize what you desire for it to look like next month, next year, next decade, um, next lifetime, your legacy. Think about the life that you want to live and then go build it. And I want to briefly share my own testimony with you all because I promised God that I would. Um, And every time I had an opportunity to have anyone listen, I will glorify him through through my story. So I'm going to share three scriptures with you all. Romans 4.17 says that God gives life to and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 tells us that faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And very famously, because y'all know y'all like to, to, to wear scripture out, okay? <laughs> Habakkuk 2, 2 famously says, write the vision, make it plain. So at the end of 2017, after four back-to-back pregnancy losses, the loss of my fallopian tube, 
lots of crying, lots of tears. Um, I sat down, filled not with sadness, but with hope and expectation once again and wrote in my 2018 goal planner. And I wrote this down for the first time. I wrote two things. I wrote, I am a mother, present tense. Um, and I wrote that I will have a fruitful pregnancy that year. Mm. And I did. In March of 2019, I gave birth to our daughter. We named her Eliana. God gave me the name. It is Hebrew for my God has answered me. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. the testimony and my testimony are likely two of billions others out there in the world. Mm-hmm. But it is important for us to share them. So be encouraged, friends. Speak it. Write it. Do the work and watch it grow. That is my word for the week. All right. And now it's time to end like we always do with our question Question of the the episode. episode. All right. So today's question is, what are you speaking into existence in 2021? And Maddie, I'll start with you. I already know what mine is. I'm speaking into existence in 2021, a sold out launch of Love Madden, the shop and God willing, another baby on the way in 2021. I know Unique says not to coming soon, Bama's to death, but my (laughs) journals are heading to print. My invoices have been paid. My shelves are being stocked as we speak. And I have some really great gifts and guides for you guys that I have spent the better part of the year developing. And I can't wait to get them into your hands. So I'm speaking out a sold out launch of the Love Madden shop. Tanil, what are you speaking for 2021? So for 2021, I am speaking... 40 and flourishing. Um, I'm about to enter into a new decade and um, just really ready to receive all that God has placed before me. Um, as Unique mentioned, I know there there's tons of things that um, have happened to me from my childhood to now that is positioning me for this next phase of my life. And so I'm going to be pregnant and pushing, whether that is mm-hmm. a boo, a baby, a business, I'm mm. here for it all. So that's 2021 for me. And you Yeah. So I am speaking into existence a blockbuster breakout year for mm. culture tags. Yes. I'm speaking just booming games Boom. everywhere. Come blockbuster on. hit. Um, and I'm speaking a yes, a green light on a game show. Yes. yes. Thank God. We thank him in advance. So listen, Unique, we appreciate your time. Sagey Pooh, thank you for joining us on the show, honey. We're going to give you your mama back. (laughs) Um, Everybody, thank you for listening. We love you guys. Until next week, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. right. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social, love, M-A-A-D-E-N.